Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,438. If you love Corvettes, well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Buckle up and be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm in a beautiful car barn in Alandrum, South Carolina, with a very special guest by the name of Mark Davis. Mark, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Thank you, Mark. Yes, I am ready to release the clutch and uh, look very forward to it. We're going to have some fun today. Now, before we dive into what brought you and I together today, and the wonderful world of Corvettes, and three Corvettes in particular that uh, listeners today can get their hands on. What's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, Mark? Probably one little thing that they don't know is uh, I'm also into other horsepower. We've, we've got some real horsepower here, my wife and I, so a lot of people are surprised to find that out uh, when I tell them. And the other thing uh, about me that some people don't know is I used to fly airplanes a lot. Oh. Yeah. I used to own an airplane and enjoyed flying. Uh, I don't do that as much anymore since COVID happened. But uh, as I enjoy seeing this beautiful country via Corvettes and nice automobiles, also enjoy seeing it from the air. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I learn a lot about my guests when I ask that question. So now I know a lot more about you. So. Yeah. Very, very nice. Well, let me give you a bit of a proper introduction, and we'll dive into what brought us together today. Doctor, there's another clue, Mark Davis, is a retired chiropractic physician and real estate developer. His love for Corvettes began in 1960 when he was just five years old after spotting his first Corvette. He began working at the age of 10, saving every penny with the goal to buy a Corvette when he turned 16. And guess what? In 1972, he purchased a used red 69 convertible, and that started a trend. Today, Mark is 68 years young and has had a Corvette in his life ever since. Mark, as a matter of fact, has gone on to own around 150 Corvettes. <laughs> this, is, this is an affliction I see. Over the past 51 years, and is well known as a Corvette aficionado and collector of primarily low-mileage, all-original Corvettes. On January 12, 2024, he will be auctioning three of the best of his collections off at the world-famous Mecham Kissimmee Auctions. Uh, these three cars are quite possibly the best of the best, all original examples of the first three generations of Corvettes. We're going to learn a lot more about this, but first a word from our sponsors, so give them a little listen, and we'll be right back. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up, way up, but my usage was the same, and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner 
that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. Hey, guess what? Some of you regular listeners will remember back in 2019, I created uh, 10, 11 shows called Cars Yeah TV, where I went to some fabulous locations of past Cars Yeah guests, and we did a TV show about it. Well, they're up on the Cars Yeah YouTube channel. So go check it out at YouTube. Just type in Cars Yeah, and the shows will be there for you to enjoy. I hope you have fun watching. So, Mark, we are back. Before we dive into these three very special cars, I just wonder, what is it about Corvette that initially attracted you? Now, all little boys love cool sports cars. And back when you saw that first one, no doubt made an impression. But this is a a collection outlook that has stayed with you your entire life. What is it about Corvettes? (laughs) Good question, Mark. I just have always... uh always been attracted to them. I mean, from as far back as I can remember, obviously you said in that intro that I spotted my first one at age five. uh, And my mother would often say that she was shocked that I even knew what a Corvette was at age five. But, but But I did, obviously. And I have just loved the car since then. And when I say love the car, I mean, I love everything about them. I love the fact that they're America's sports car, that they're a two-seater, a convertible or a coupe, and uh, the styling cues that Corvette has always tried to maintain. Uh, I even like the smell of how they smell, these old <laughs> ones. So so I just love Corvettes. Yeah. And you've had lots of different models. And what I want to talk about are these three cars? Because my friends at Meekum, they call me quite often and say, look, we've got some special cars. Now, Meekum, I think you're going to have over 4,000 cars at this upcoming Florida event. It's January 12th in 2024. They do a spectacular job. I was at their auction during Car Week in Pebble Beach last year, and I'm just always in awe at the number of cars, the variety of cars. But they they like to uh, take special cars and highlight them. And these three Corvettes of yours, oh my goodness, they are worth highlighting. So can you walk us out through, starting with the oldest one, of what you're letting go so that uh, maybe there's some ears out there going, now's my chance to find something really special. I sure can. And you're right. Meekum auctions are a spectacle in themselves, but this Kissimmee sale is just 
beyond anything. It's an extravaganza of automobile. It's just amazing. But yeah, going back to your question, the 1962 is the oldest one of these three. And first of all, I want to say, too, that these three represent many, many years of searching for all original, pristine, incredibly conditioned cars that I've continued preserving. So uh, once again, going back to your question, the 62 is, in my opinion, the most original, most pristine, uh, all ex- all original example of a first gener- generation Corvette that I have ever seen, mm. and and even the some of the top expert judges that have used this car say the same thing. It's just incredible. The story behind it's incredible. It's all original, and when I say all original, I mean everything except the battery. Wow. It even has the original tires with it that still have air in them from 1962. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> That's something. <laughs> so it's just um, an incredible example of exactly how a first generation came out of St. Louis back in 1962. Oh, my gosh. And I want to remind listeners, you can go to the Mecham website. I'll put a link to it on Mark's show notes page where you can see pictures of these vehicles to get a a taste and a a flavor of of what this thing is and how special it is. My goodness. Where'd you find this car? Uh, This car has a a long history. Um, It actually was bought new in Walla Walla, Washington. Oh, east of me here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, near you up there in the northwest. And um, uh, it's kind of got a a very interesting, sad story, but yet the sad story explains why the car is is what it is today. A gentleman actually lived in Oregon up near you, Back in the fall of 1961, he had just gotten a nice, good job, a stable job. He had two children, uh, a boy and a girl. The boy was two years old. And he knew that uh, he had a secure job in future, and he didn't plan to have any more children. So he also had found out that, that Chevrolet and Corvette was going to change the first generation to come out with the new 1963 Corvette Stingray that we all love today. And uh, he. He wasn't fond of it. Uh, he wasn't fond of the design and the pictures he saw in magazines. And uh, and so he still loved the first-generation Corvette. So he hurried to go to uh, the Chevrolet dealer, Logan Chevrolet in Walla Walla, Washington, to order this Corvette. So he gets the Corvette. He takes it home to his place in Oregon. He drove it sparingly for two or three years and put very little miles on it. But he thought, you know... I've got, I've only have one son and I want to preserve this car for him. Oh, how nice. Yeah. And keep in mind that, you know, the Corvette, the C2, the second generation Corvette had already come out. So he knew that he had one of the last first generation cars. So he proceeded to preserve this car very meticulously to save it for his son. And his goal was to give it, gift it to his son when his son, you know, was mature enough and old enough to appreciate what it was. Well, the sad part of the story is that at 33 years old, his son was proving he was mature enough and, and the original owner was about ready to gift the car to him, but his son was suddenly tragically killed. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow. so... So it devastated the original owner, and um, and he basically just 
continued to keep the car entombed in a climate controlled garage for a few years. And uh, then he 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 just he couldn't even stand to look at it because of what happened, as you can imagine. So so he actually sold it to one of the few people that knew about the car, which was his doctor. Oh, cool. And and uh, his doctor happened to be a friend of mine, and I uh-huh. was aware of, aware okay. of this. And then uh, a few years went by, and I kept pestering uh, Doctor Campbell that I I would love to own this car, and and eventually I ended up purchasing it from him. And and uh, and there there's the story goes. Oh my goodness! Well, how about the second car you're letting go? What's that? Oh, the second car. Well, I'll tell you. I can sum it up in just a few words. It is the only 1967 Corvette in the world that has ever been awarded the All-Time Preservation Award by the Historical Vehicle Association of America. Wow. So that kind of sums it up. It is just uh, an incredible example of 100% 100% original 1967 Corvette and how they came from the factory. Wow. Holy cow. That's, yeah. that's magical. And how long have you had it? Uh, that car I've had all oh, going on 10 years now. Okay. Long time. Yeah, long time. And and like the other two in this collection that we're taking to Mecham, all of these cars have won Every award they can win in the Corvette world, as well as various other awards, such as Concours d'Elegance and and various other show awards like Muscle Car and Corvette Nationals as well. So they're not only original, but they're highly awarded cars as well. Yeah, no doubt. And last but not least? The 69 Silver Bullet. This is Believed to be one of the lowest mile 69 Corvettes in existence. It's a beautiful Cortez silver with black interior and a little bit rare in the fact that it's a 350-350 with air conditioning. Okay. Uh, they did, yeah, they didn't make very many 350-350s with air because of the uh, high compression engine tend to not work well with the throwing fan belts, believe it or not off the air conditioning compressor so it's kind of, it's kind of rare but yet it's special once again it's a hundred percent original except for tires and battery wow. and uh, and one muffler i think's been replaced but other than that it's a hundred percent original and uh it it too has won every award uh, that it can win at the National Corvette Restore Society. It's also won every award at Bloomington Gold, every award at Muscle Car and Corvette Nationals, and then uh, a couple Concours d'Elegance awards on top of that. Wow. Well, you know, your story is proof that every owner has a time where they're willing and ready for whatever reason to let a car go. And I know having spoken with you several times before we produce this show together is a lot of times people will say, well, you know, cars that are preserved that are never driven uh, have a lot of problems, but you're not that kind of guy. You like to take your cars out and give them exercise. And I know given you are a, a retired physician, like people, cars need to be exercised. They don't do much good sitting around, do they? Absolutely not. And uh, uh, now that you mentioned that, I'm, I'm adamant about that to the point where I even keep an engine run log kind of going back to my days of flying an airplane okay i I, I actually keep engine run logs on each car so i know when when i drove them last and i try to at least get them out every two to four weeks and 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 drive them on a little five or six mile course and um, you know bring them all 
all up to temperature, exercise the brakes, go through all the gears, and, and just give them a little bit of exercise. And uh, as you said, I, I spent many years in practice preaching to patients that, you know, if you sit around and do nothing, it's going to affect you and, and you'll, it's going to affect your health and your whole entire body. Well, a car, a car is no different. It has a lot of moving parts that need to be lubricated and exercised. And so, therefore, I'm, I'm adamant that that, that that happens. Well, I love this because that means the next caretaker of these wonderful vehicles or caretakers, if they go to a variety of different people, will know who they came from. And I know that you're a, a rather picky fellow, I will say, uh, like <laughs> me, have a little tendency to have things and want things to be perfect. And the fact that you explored or, or shared that you were a pilot adds to that because pilots can't let their planes be neglected. They, you have to keep them up. There's no pulling off the side of the road when you're up in the air. So I just want listeners to, I wanted you to be on the show to kind of have a bit of a sense of who owns it, because lots of times we go to buy a car from a stranger or from an auction, and we don't have that history. We don't know the backstory. And I know our friends at Meekum are always willing to allow the stories to be told. And your story is a wonderful one. The fact that I mean, you keep engine log. Holy cow. You're, you're, <laughs> you're one of those. So uh, whoever's the next caretakers. And also the fact that, you know, people will always say, well, why are you letting these things go? There's always a time where we're ready to move on. And I just let a car go a year ago summer that nobody dreamed I would ever sell. I'd had it for 14 years, my orange crush, my orange Porsche. But there was a time for it to let it go. And, you know. I luckily went to a collector just north of me. He's sitting in a much nicer garage than mine, along with, I think, 50 or 60 other brightly colored Porsches. So I, he always said, look, Mark, they're all, the car will always be yours. You can just come and visit it anytime you want. So uh, I love that. Well, I want to crawl into your head a little bit here, since you've shared a lot more about you and about these cars, and ask you the question I ask all my guests. If you were manifest or reincarnated, as a vehicle, I'm kind of guessing you're a Corvette, but you might surprise us. What vehicle would you be? But the important part of this question is why? Obviously, I, I don't even have to think about that. I would be a Corvette if I was reincarnated as a car. No doubt <laughs> about course. that. A hundred percent. Kind of figured. Yeah. And nothing against the Porsche, Ferrari, Camaro, <laughs> Mustang guys. I just, uh, that's just me. Um, uh, I, I tell people that I, I don't know anything about Mustangs or Porsches because I've never owned one and not that I've not <laughs> wanted to own one. I've just always loved Corvette. So I would have to say I would probably be reincarnated as a uh, silver black 1967 427 coupe. <laughs> wow, there you go. <laughs> That's, yeah, I love it. Well, yeah, that era, the 60s Corvettes are probably my favorite of those vehicles. Now, if you fast forward to today, though, these new Corvettes are something different. And I'm guessing you've got one of those looking around in your garage here, right? I do have one. And, and matter of fact, I was blessed enough to take delivery of a brand new 2023 Z06 with Z07 and 3LZ package. Ooh, nice. uh, uh, yeah, I took delivery of, of that car at the National Corvette Museum in Bowling Green, Kentucky, back in June, and uh, and to make a point to your point, that car is is as you somewhat said, it's a whole new world, Mark. Yes, it's phenomenal. Someone asked me the other day, now that I've put three thousand miles on it, they said, "Well, 
is there anything about it you don't like? And I have to say no. I mean, without even hesitation, it's just an incredible, incredible machine. And a whole different bar has been set with Corvette, with that car. Yeah. You know, I see those today even, and I'm, I call myself a car guy. I know cars pretty well, but I'll see one on the road and go, what, what Ferrari is that? Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> that's a Corvette. Wow. And yeah. everyone I've spoken to that has one of those now just says, yeah, it's it's something brand new. They really they really did for a brand and a car that's been around like Porsches, you know, even you, <laughs> Corvettes around before that, but let's say the 911. It's an evolutionary car. The Mustang is kind of the same way, although I'll say they went through some goofy periods and why they named that electric thing a mustang i have no idea i like to talk to the people in the boardroom on that one but it, needless to say this new corvette I'm, I'm happy to hear that because uh everyone i know that has one just says man you got to drive this thing it's just it's spectacular you, you know i like to ask my guests about giving back and your entire career being a, a doctor helping people uh obviously you're a guy that likes to help people right Absolutely. And I'm proud to say that I've helped literally thousands of people and had a very successful practice. So yes, I do. Well, bravo for that. Absolutely. Is there a great book that you could share with us that uh, maybe even a Corvette book that somebody that wants to learn more about Corvettes, either old or new, that they might enjoy? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a good book that David Newhart wrote and and I don't I can't if you google his name you that book will come up and I can't remember the exact title of the book but it's just a very good simple reference guide to all the years of Corvette and uh, if you don't know Dave, who David Newhart is he's an avid um well-known photographer that is shot for Motor Trend magazine, of course, Meekum Auctions, uh, Auto Trader, a bunch of various automotive uh, magazines. So he's a fantastic photographer. But his book is a good book as far as what you ask as a quick reference for Corvette. David sent me a copy of that book, and it is absolutely, I think it's one of the best books for Corvettes because it covers the gamut and you add his spectacular photography. So uh, for you listeners, I'll put a link to that book on Mark's show notes page here. Uh, get your hands on that or, hey, it's the holiday season. Buy one for a friend. And uh, There you go. You know, that'll stay on their shelf forever. So here's a tough one. Maybe it's not so tough, but for a guy who's had so many Corvettes and likes to drive them, I'm going to park any and let's stick with Corvettes here. Any Corvette you would like in the driveway. Not a car you own, though. This needs to be something out there that maybe is an aspiration or something you've seen. So I'm going to give it to you to take for a drive. You can take it anywhere you'd like. And you can take anybody with you. You want to take Zora with you or somebody from the Corvette history analogs with you that's no longer with us. You can do that as well. So what does the ultimate drive look like for a Corvette fanatic like you? <laughs> um, the ultimate drive would probably be an L88, yeah. uh, probably a 67 L88. Uh, you know, they only made 20 of those and I've never had the opportunity, believe it or not, to drive one of those. So if I had to fantasize about an ultimate car to drive, I would love to take one of those down the road. And who would be with you in this drive? Oh, that would have to be my wonderful wife. <laughs> of course. That's a politically <laughs> she, correct answer. <laughs> well, it's not only politically correct, but she's a Corvette girl, too. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, she drives, a, she, she drives either her 2004 Millennium Yellow Convertible that Ooh. she appropriately named Ellie. 
or she drives her bright yellow 1971 C10 pickup truck. So oh, okay. she's a car girl and a Corvette girl, and uh, I'd probably have her right by my side. That sounds like a nice drive for sure. Now, have you uh, had cars that you've sold at Mecham in the past? Yes, actually I have. In 2014, I sold the what's called the McNamara Corvette, which was a, a phenomenal car that we could probably do an entire show about. And then uh, in 2021, a couple years ago, I sold six of my collection at Mecham Indianapolis. And those happened to all be red, red Survivor Corvettes spanning from 1958 to 1968. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is a good segue for my next question, and that is, Obviously, you're a fan of Meekum. I am too. Those guys do such a great job. If you were to offer a suggestion for somebody that wants to sell special vehicles at auction and maybe hasn't done it before, what is it about Meekum that's kept you coming back? Um, I, I would love to share that with you because uh, this is all very true and, in my case, correct. I, I've known Dana Meekum going back to when I first started going to Corvette events back in the 80s. And he would you know, travel around with these little auctions back then and often be at those Corvette events. And I got to know him pretty well. And I've also set in on seminars that he has helped instruct regarding um, Corvettes and their values and different models, etc. And I, I've gotten to know him quite well. And, and I know in knowing him that, number one, he's a good guy. Number two, he's a car guy. Number three, he likes Corvettes. And number four, his organization is second to none. Um, you know, as obviously, I've taken some big cars to Meekum Auctions and um, I have to say that my hat's off to him, and I tell him often. It's one well-oiled machine that will help even just a small guy taking his old Camaro to a, to a Mecham auction versus a whole collection like myself. Well, I'm glad you said that. I've been to many of their auctions, and I love. I mean, it's just so exciting. And even if you're even if you're not going to buy a car, auctions are a wonderful place to go to learn about cars. Maybe that's something you you aspire to in the future. You can go up. Uh, many times, the owners are there to talk to. The experts at Meekum are there to talk to. And I know David Morton, who put us together today. He's brought many people to the show, and I want to thank Dave for for bringing Mark to the show today. He invited me to the the last one I was at, which, as I mentioned, was pebble beach car week and i mean it's just you sit there and you just get so fired up you know it's just like so, <laughs> it's so exciting and they make it a really really fun experience so if you've not experienced the auction you gotta check it out and this one again is coming up in florida is going to be just wonderful. It's January 12th. I'll put a link to the Mecham website. Go to the website, though, because there are so many things to see there. You're going to be there a while. Pour yourself a tall drink, right? Because uh, there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff. And if you're in, interested in one of these three wonderful Corvettes, now you know uh, the history of these guys with Mark, and you know that they have been well-loved and well-cared for, and uh, you're going to be buying the right thing. So, uh, yeah, check it all out. Mark, I want you to leave us with maybe some... Parting words of inspiration or wisdom when it comes to automobiles, your love for automobiles, and attending a Mecham auction. Well, I'll leave you with the fact that uh, kind of what we began with. I, I've, I'm 68 years old, and my passion for Corvettes began when I was five. Um, and and what I would like to say to the, your audience, as well as especially those young people, is pursue your passion, whether it's a 
a Corvette or pickup trucks or a Mustang or a Porsche or Ferrari. Just pursue your passion and always dream and never stop pursuing what you what you love and what you want to do. If you pursue that goal and that dream, it will happen. So never give up. Continue the, the passion. Well, absolutely. And obviously, us being passionate car guys, I always say, you know, if you have an interest in any mark, is join a club or go to events that that club is putting on and go up and talk to the owners because they will teach you more than you could ever learn from reading a book or anything. And if there's somebody like Mark who's owned a lot of cars, I think you're going to, again, pour another couple tall drinks, one for him, because you're going to be there (laughs) for a long time. I mean, this car barn you have is just absolutely insane. And the fact that you have shared, come on on this show and shared your passion for cars. It comes through for sure. And uh, no doubt uh, these three vehicles are going to be in very good hands for their next caregiver. Because as long after you and I and the rest of the listeners are gone, these vehicles are going to still be around for people to enjoy. And the legacy of ownership uh, is also important. And I always love it when I buy an old car from somebody who has a history and I can think back to that person and the new friendship I've had with that person uh, and the experiences that they've written it down, especially a guy like you that keeps the <laughs> log books that you do. So it's very, very cool. Mark, I want to thank you for uh, spending so much time with me today and sharing these vehicles and, you know, handing them on to the next caregiver. That's a tough thing to do. I know it's emotional, but uh, no doubt. And I, I'm going to leave you with this last question. The three voids in your garage, are you going to fill them with something else? <laughs> Good question, and the answer is yes. I, uh, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> I, I, I've got a couple in mind that I'm pursuing. Nice. Uh, once again, they're nice original survivors that I'm pursuing. And then I've got a couple more survivors that I want to take on and, and uh, you know, pursue judging and, and, and get oh, cool. them accredited too. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, very and, cool. And and I just want to reiterate, Mark, on something you said to, to those young people out there is do what you, you said. Go to auctions, go to events, go to car shows, go to judging events, uh, because you can learn so much just by looking and watching other people. Um, you know, I remember when I first wanted to have a Corvette judged, I was a nervous wreck. But what I did is I went to multiple judging events and just stood around and watched them judge. Yeah. And I learned so much just from that. So so that when it came time for me to have a car judged, I, I was ready for that. So definitely do what you said. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you have a, a website? Or are you active on social media so people can kind of keep up with what you're doing? Uh, no, I do not. I'm, I'm not that socially correct, as you as you might say. <laughs> well, but actually, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think you're actually pretty smart. You're spending more time <laughs> playing with your cars and looking at other cars out there. So uh, I understand. Uh, I wouldn't worry about that. But again, these cars can be seen on the Mecham uh, website, and I'll put links to the actual page where these cars and the 4,000 plus vehicles are selling at this event. So uh, yeah. You could go and check them out. This is cool. Yeah, and and for your listeners, if they go and check uh, the uh, click the link to these three cars, they'll be able to read a lot of information about each of the three that tells a whole lot more than we could have told in this segment. But uh, but it really sums up, and it's all accurate and true. 
there's no smoke being blown. It's it's the real deal. And uh, I encourage your listeners to do that. Absolutely. Go and read about these things. Uh, it's kind of like Jay Leno when you watch his shows and you listen to him. He likes to buy, car, buy cars with stories. Uh, and it's more about the people behind the car. That's always been his preference. And in this case, uh, I think you'll find the same thing with these vehicles. Mark, this has been so much fun. I can't thank you enough for spending time with me today and sharing your story. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at a Mecham auction. Great, Mark. And listen, I can't thank you enough for all that you do for us car enthusiasts out there. <laughs> it's remarkable what you do, and it's very much appreciated, even though you don't get told that a lot because it's on you know, on your website. But hey, I appreciate it. My hat's off to you for what you do. Well, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it, Mark. This has been a lot of fun. Being a professional automotive technician today requires an understanding of technology, computers, and electrical systems that are highly advanced and very complex. Cars yeah is pleased to support TechForce Foundation. It's one of our charities of choice and its efforts to help young people pursue the technical education and careers as automotive techs. Through scholarships, grants, and good old-fashioned hands-on experience with cars, trucks, boats, and more, TechForce and Carsia are working to connect young people with viable careers in the automotive sector. Join us by visiting techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.